Welcome to Well Articulated. everybody to well articulated a dental podcast and today what we're going to talk about are all the different opportunities uh that you know we have to kind of think about once we graduate because as some of you may know or maybe you don't know uh sam and i are actually graduating in oh my gosh less than a month here we're graduating not too long so uh, i know right so excited so uh, so we're going to talk to, uh, you know, the veterans and see what they're thinking and kind of throw our own questions and ideas at them, too, and try to figure out what the best options would be for everybody when they get out of school and what different options there really are. So, uh, okay, go ahead, Dr. Caraba. I think you kind of wanted to talk a little bit about uh, different options that you know about. Yeah, you know, main importance to me is networking, knowing people. Um, you know, once you start developing into the profession and get into the career, um, big thing is, you know, finding like-minded people. And I started out going to uh, Chicago Dental Society Westside Branch meetings. And I know I talked about it in the past. Um, it was something that I questioned why I was doing it, but it was a meal. It was a lecture. It was a CE course. So, um, throughout that, I, I vicariously learned, you know, I, I learned how to be a leader, um, just watching others, you know, stepping up and giving reports and stuff like that. Um, there's study groups that you can get involved with. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you can do once you get out of dental school in terms of meetings. Um, Dr. Prieto brought up study clubs. I know he's involved with study clubs, uh, study groups. So how, how do you, you want to involve on that? such study clubs? Like uh, online or no. through, through now? <laughs> yeah. So if, I mean, I, I was lucky enough that the um, Dr. Fischel, who is the owner of the parks I work at, he is a part of some study clubs in the area and, you know, he just invited me. And then, you know, I went to some, um, there was a like golf outing uh, for like the Evanston like area that I went to. And I already knew the endodontist. I met the endodontist that we work with uh, mm-hmm. very closely with, but he was there and he invited me to one of his study clubs, which, um, you know, there, there's various different clubs. Some are, you know, open to anyone, you know, open invite. Others you have to go through, um you know, becoming a member, like whether initiation, you, pres- yeah, to, like present yeah. something and have so many meetings and. But those are um, bigger cases, like very complicated cases, and a lot of oral surgeons and stuff. You know, they do their group type practice. Yeah, the so there's stuff. a lot of different like variations of study clubs out there, but I think they're great because the last one I went to, we just did a check in on, on each other's like offices and like you know what are are you guys doing anything different yet with like you know COVID, you know things getting quote unquote a little better or are you still you know is there some other things that you're doing uh, to keep you know patients and your staff safe and so it, it's just an, another way to you know talk to other people in the in the field and see how things are going and sometimes we do presentations so um, 
those again open the door to different opportunities that you may not have had you know right away so and i like how you did say open the door because the first couple of years of after you graduate you know it's it's all brand new to you there's new people and you have to open the door because if you don't go and find other like-minded people you know you're just going to kind of squander in your practice or what have you so me myself um after a while doing that stuff i was very blessed and I was very grateful that I was going outside the walls of my office and talking to other like-minded people because if you're sitting in your office in those four walls and you're basically the king of your kingdom you know it's, it's it gets that ego stuff and I know we talk about ego you know if you've got these employees and you're paying them and you know it starts getting on you like yeah this is my office and you know what I say goes and stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's nice to get out of that office setting too yeah and talk to others that have similar offices or similar settings or even finding associates or um, potential people that could work with you or cases, um, specialists, they show up to those meetings. I was a general practitioner and I had to send some cases out and refer. So I met a lot of my referral bases out when I did those branch meetings or study clubs or what have you. So pretty important. Sam and Jordan, I know you guys are going to be going into your residencies like straight out of school. So you guys will be another year out for probably, you know, looking into jobs and things like that. But if you guys ever had like a, a job like when you were younger, like in college that you had to interview or anything for or, or no? Oh yeah. I, I've had a, a couple of jobs that I've had to interview for. Um, the, I think my first like real job would definitely be, it was at the end of high school, uh, going into college, I was a, uh, a server at a banquet hall. And so I, I had to interview for that one. Uh, I was looking for just random odd jobs. Um, and then I, I ended up falling across or coming across this place because my friend actually ended up working there. Um, and so I worked there for pretty much just the summer and it was just, it was a cool opportunity and everything. So, uh, and then I've also, I also ended up having to do, uh, interview for an RA position when I was in college too. So it's like, oh, you did. I got a couple of yeah, yeah. I was an RA. Yeah. The server one, I, I've, they, it was like at the end of the interview, they were like, okay, cool. You want the job? I'm like, uh, sure. Yeah. I'll take a job. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so I've had a couple of, uh, interview type of experiences as well in that case too and i mean like we even have to interview for our gpr programs as well as to get into dental school but um i don't know if that's where you were specifically going with that i think yeah i think having because there are some people that, that you know don't have the experience like growing up you know for whatever reason and um i think it's obviously great getting a job whether you're in high school or in college i think it teaches you a lot but you know that interview process like we get exposed to it through those things or during, you know, trying to apply to dental school or your residencies. And I think, but it's, it's a little bit different when you're starting to look for jobs because there's just a whole other process of trying to feel out the office. And then also then you get talking about contracts, which is something that, you know, yeah, I'm so nervous about talking about before, contracts, which is a whole different like thing uh, to get to know about. But um, I don't know, Sam, did you have any, any prior work experience? 
Um, that might serve you, like. When you well, I mean, I had to interview to be a dental assistant at Aspen Dental in Madison during my gap year. Um, so I guess I, I mean, they showed me, you know, the clinic and the the in house lab and all that and. I guess at that time, I didn't really think about like how the clinic would suit me. I mean, not that as a dental assistant, it would make a difference, but I liked coming in to my first year of dental school. And I, I don't remember what topic it was about, but someone said like the lowest paying person in the clinic is the one who always works the hardest. And I was like, gosh, dang it. Like that was me at, <laughs> as a dental assistant, like they worked our butts and I'm sure it would have been different, you know, at a private clinic or something like that. I was going to say um, not at my office. I was doing 50, 60 hour work weeks. Yeah, dang. I was the workhorse. Um, <laughs> other than that, would that would probably be like the most professional interview I had. I did interview for Chipotle. Uh, <laughs> just because of the food uh, no okay yeah. well, back to the Chipotle interview because this was like one summer during college that I was like oh I'll get two jobs um, the Chipotle interview is three rounds what? you have to meet with the office manager you meet with the staff and then you meet with the regional director and I was like Oh, just to make burritos? Yeah. And salads? Wow. Yeah. serious business. Big That's stuff. why it's so good. Mm-hmm. Did you get the job? Um, so I had Ochem boot camp that summer too. So mm. I was like, mm, yeah, I'm out. Okay. She didn't get the job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the office manager wanted someone to grow in their company. And I was like, I'm mm, just here yeah. to eat Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's probably what you should not have said in the interview. <laughs> yes, but not to do. Learn, learn from me. Um, yeah, but ask for free stuff. <laughs> my question is, just because I have really no one in my family uh, who's a dentist or like who's in the healthcare field, like what if you or like a person in that position? and is like going into the workforce, like what should they do? Should they like reach out to offices like personally and see if they're hiring? Should they, I know a lot of my classmates right now are using indeed.com. I don't know how many hits they're getting on that. Like, should they go through a faculty member maybe? Like, I, I don't know, like. Well, I also know. I would check out Chicago Dental Society, Illinois State Dental Society. There's classifieds in there? Yeah, there's classified mm, ads in there. So I would I would tap on those. Um it's you know, there's there's resources out there. Um, but there's not a lot either. You know, a lot of the corporate entities um are taking up dentistry. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's somewhat of an issue with some of the corporate entities because um there's a burnout rate for some of those the doctors because they try to make them be profitable dentists, not good quality dentists. And, you know, some of the stuff, it's very hard for a good quality dentist to agree with some of their philosophies. Um, but I heard there's a burnout rate three to five years with some corporate dental offices. And that 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 that's hurtful to me because I always try to do the best for my patients and I try to be as conservative as possible. And I didn't care 
on a daily basis what we were making. I was just really concerned on a weekly, monthly, or quarterly basis. Some days we weren't going to make any money because we were doing all deliveries. You know, and mm-hmm. some corporate mm-hmm. entities, they want you to profit every day. Yeah. And unfortunately, that is not how a dental office functions. Yeah. Right. Someone that thinks profit, that's not a dentist. They think that's the way a dental office can function. Mm-hmm. Impossible. You have to do extra work and you're doing stuff that shouldn't be done. And it's mm-hmm. a big craw of mine because I take care of people well from the heart. These people are humans, and I want to be as conservative as possible. I don't want to hack people. I don't want to have to do additional work just to make a profit. Um, I did do well in my practice because I treated people with care. I treated them with my heart, and the monies fell into place because I was a good quality professional, and I took care of people. And Mm -hmm. people know when you go after the profit. People know when you're after the money. You don't get a recall system. They don't come back. That's how you base your practice. You treat people well. Mm -hmm. And listen, communication is huge. You know, when you're in the office, people want to be heard. You know, they want to tell you what their chief complaint is. There's a lot of doctors out there that say, shut up, open up, and let's go. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate Mm -hmm. because I think people need options because us as dentists, we can give them options. You know, and you can't judge a book by its cover. You know, someone could go for a big treatment plan. Someone can't afford it. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to give them options. Yeah. I know I'm going off tangent. (laughs) I haven't done that in a while. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're good. As playing devil's advocate a little bit is that for some reason, and I don't know, Jordan, if you agree with me, like our generation, like millennials, their yeah. first job, like they only stay there for one to two years, and then they're like, oh, yeah. well, "I could go somewhere better, somewhere bigger." And like, not that I'm saying dentists, like newly gra- graduated dentists, have the same mindset, but for some reason, like our generation isn't gonna like pick a job right off of like our first round and be like, "All right, I'm gonna stay here for a good like five to ten years." Like, so that's why I think a lot of people who are graduating now are like, okay, I'll work corporate, get my foot in the door for one to two years, and then, you know, go find a bigger practice. Get my hands work. Yeah, little- well, I, 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 go ahead, Jordan, sorry. Oh, yeah, no, you're good. I was just going to say, I think that kind of comes down to, like, you know, immediate gratification within our, uh, within our, Oh my gosh, our generation. Thank you. I kept thinking graduation and I'm like, that's not the right word, Jordan. Uh, within our generation, I'm just graduations on my mind. Right. So yeah, within our generation and uh, you know, there's a whole idea like the grass, grass is greener on the other side, always with our generation. It's not even just with work. It's with a lot of different things. And mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, then you get to the next job and you're like, Oh, this is just like the other job. So yeah. these are the good things and the bad things that are just going to be around. And you kind of finally come to that conclusion eventually. Um, and I mean, I guess I can't really talk 100% for everybody, but I think that might be part of the reason why, you know, we start out with our original, like our initial jobs and we say, yeah, cool, good. And then we start to get a little bored of it. And then we think, well, let's try something else new. And cause 
we're always on to the next thing with our generation. You know, we have so much information at our you're always at basement level. Yeah. I had a good friend of mine. Um, He always thought that he could get a job and be CEO anywhere because he had a good attitude and everyone loved him. But unfortunately, um, later in life, he lived with his parents still because he could never find that job that he thought he can get. He bartended for years. He always had this ego saying that, yeah, I can get a job, whatever. He never got it. But what happens, you, know, you got to start somewhere. And if you're starting in a business or a corporation or something, there's always the bottom floor. Then you work your way up. So there's not a lot of opportunities where you walk in and you're the king of the kingdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a hard ex- expectation. And I love how you, Jordan, said the grass is greener on the other side. It's not always green on the other side. You yeah. know, sometimes mm-hmm. you make a decision and, you know, but that's part of life too. We got to make these choices and we got to learn too the challenges of life. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little more optimistic as far as like what the jobs are out there. I, I think that they're out there, but you have to put in the work to find them yep. and go on the interviews. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, when I, and I'm speaking from a lens of a specialist, like I, I came out with quote unquote, you know, ex- experience of some level of experience that, you know, I think gave me a few more interviews, but even then I sent my resume to every post, almost every posting um, and went on, the majority of the interviews I did, I sent out emails just to, I looked up on Yelp, like the top practices in Chicago and I just sent emails to them and said, Hey, you know, I didn't know if they were looking for anyone, but just maybe if they're even thinking about it, they got my name there and had my resume. Mm-hmm. And I got a couple, yeah. a couple responses there too. And, cool. um, it comes back to networking. Just, you know, I met a bunch of people through that. And even though a job never came out of it, they are people that, you know, I, at the time we were doing, uh, you know, a convention and stuff, I bump into them and chat with them. And so, um, so and that's I, the great thing about the conventions too. Yeah, you know, we'll you get back there too eventually. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think you have to do the legwork to to see what's out there. And you know, I I, I hate when I I talk to some of the students and they their like goal is just like you know I'll get out and I'll work a corporate job and just do it for year two. But like even if you're not going to be there for that long, like you want to you want to grow still. Like you need Correct. to keep growing yourself personally. Totally. Maybe you're not growing there at that practice. Like long term but you want to keep growing your own skills totally. as as a clinician and as a person um you know taking care of people and i think if you get put in an environment it doesn't and not saying it's just corporate but there are other offices that can be toxic to your there growth. are fee-for-service offices like that yeah too. exactly yeah and you could you can not go and that's that comes back to you trying to do the legwork find out if it's going to be a good fit for you because whether you're going to be there a, a year or five years or whatever it needs you need to spend that time well and so and I think that as as new grads, like you guys have to like give yourself some credit. You guys are dentists. Yes, you may not have as much experience as someone who's been practicing for a couple of years or not. But um, you know, be confident in your skills and your ability to grow. And and if you find that right person who is going to be willing to invest in you and in your growth, then it's gonna it's gonna work out great. Um, and and those people are out there. There are people who believe in that that they want associate and that they know that you know they're they're just coming out of school, but you know, they can help you grow and, and and you just got to kind of search for it. And I would Aww. say after any interview or during the interview, I would definitely recommend spending half a day or a full day there of course, before yeah. you say yes or no to it. Yeah. Just to see the dynamics of the office, see the ins and outs, see if there's any bickering, you know, just to get a feel of it. See how the energy is of the office. Yeah, I went, I went to one office paper. one time and I won't 
Nikki names, obviously, but I went there and I, um, it was a decent size office. There was a few doctors there, younger doctors. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be nice. Cause they're like, we're all similar age. Like we're, you know, thirties under like, you know, like, you know, your guy's age, what you're 26 or 20, mm-hmm. I forget how old he is, but like mm-hmm. younger doctors. And I was like, oh, this will be kind of cool. And I was chatting with them and like, they were all miserable. They like hated their jobs. They like mm-hmm. could not mm-hmm. give me one good comment of like their job. And they like, weren't excited at all to talk to me about what's going on there. And so that was like that, like that few hours I just, it wasn't even like a, a day that I'd spend there. Like I just found that out in a couple hours, just the the vibe, if you will, totally. of the office. And so got to like, get that energy. Got to so, get that vibe. Know it. You know, you might, you might, might look good on paper. It might be good when you talk to whoever does the interview, but like, you got to be there to see kind of how things are going, how they're running it. And um, you know, that, that takes up time. Like, yeah, sometimes it, it sucks when you go through all that legwork to get there and then it, it ends up, you know, fizzling out. But you know, you want to know that because if you, again, commit a year or so to there mm-hmm. and you're miserable, it's going to make you, it's going to take that passion you might have, you know, the passion you have for dentistry. It'll fizzle and, it a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I had another question going off of all of this because I also know about a couple of like different uh, dental recruiting services too that are, uh, especially in the Chicago area that I know of like DDS Match and stuff like that. Um, do you all have any experience with those do you know if those are i mean not you know not specifically that one but uh do you know if those are ever helpful do you have any friends that kind of went through those processes as well um or because it it sounds like with you dr Prieto, you kind of just threw your name out there anywhere you were interested and tried to get a bite you know yeah which is awesome i don't know i I guess the thing is that if you give that that like job to someone else to find matches for you right does that person uh-huh. really know who you are? Like, they don't really probably know you that well, right? And they're right. going to be potentially determining where you're going to end up working for the next like couple of years. I, I personally rather have that ability to, to, you know, take the time to look through all the listings and email people, talk on the phone to try to feel out what the practice is like versus like giving that job to someone that doesn't probably know me that well. And then they might they might find some, they might, yeah, be able to compile a list for you, but is that like really a, an actual comprehensive list of where you want to work? Maybe, maybe not. And then you're paying them to do that. So I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. It was just kind of something that I was wondering about too. One uh, thing that I do want to finish this off with is the contracts that you guys get too. Um, we could probably talk yeah. a whole, you know, yeah, podcast about yeah. that, but be very worried about your contracts. Um, you know, you could get paid on a collection basis, a production basis, percentage basis. There's so many, yeah, food basis. Oh, you can't barter for dentals. You know, that's illegal. You can't barter for cattle. You can't do extraction for a cow. Oh, did it? Okay. Um, but yeah, contracts, you got to be be very careful with um some of the corporate entities i gotta do one more with the corporate uh, sorry about the good corporate entities but some of the bad corporate entities um they keep an eye on the monthly uh because sometimes um you get paid on goal basis on a monthly basis and the person that runs the practice holds back a day on you and then they do it the first of the next month so you don't get your bonus so be very careful 
I just want to throw it and take it away, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. So that's a good one. I don't like on that one, but oh man. So we, yeah, we're lucky uh, to present for uh, we, are. we are. We well, are. There's yes. a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of like great things that you can get involved in and um, you know be a part of doing you know great patient care and. Uh, and the you know, most heartfelt thing is the recall when they come back and they want to see you. they yeah, want to see like, your you office know, developing those it's, relationships it's it's really it's you know in school you don't get that mm-hmm. as much but when you're practicing for you know a couple of years and and you see someone that you you did some work for and you know they're doing great and they, you check in on them and they're in their life and stuff like that that that's a good feeling and uh so we're very lucky you know to be able to to be in a, a profession that can do that but um and just have faith that it'll work. You know, you guys went through dental school. The the hard thing about going through the dental school, you learn four years of teeth. And, you know, there's business degrees. People go MBA for four years, you know. And it's not that easy figuring certain things out when all we did was kind of study teeth for four years. So, you know, yeah. interviewing skills, yeah. uh, certain skills like that, you know, it's we didn't get that because four years is hardly enough just to teach you what we did for dentistry yeah and if chipotle puts out three interviews <laughs> then definitely yeah. get a job you wrapping it up jordan oh man of course i will so yeah uh thank you so much dr prieto and dr caraba for kind of answering a couple of our questions that we had on that subject especially since like i said sam and i are about to be out of school in less than a month here and we're uh i mean fortunately for us we have our uh postgraduate uh plans already set a little bit more um but eventually we're going to uh yeah we're gonna have to delay the reality of finding real jobs right (laughs) not that not that the gpr and the uh, aegd are not real jobs because i think we're going to be learning a lot Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 personally very excited to start I'm up. Very excited um, and we're excited get for just, you guys. Yeah, just get to learn more and more and uh and just you know, maybe get a feel for something else that I like to do outside of uh, you know, just general dentistry, maybe something a little bit uh more focused or like I don't know, hospital dentistry type stuff. We'll see. I mean the, the next year there's so much like that we're gonna be that. looking at. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> the locals are already taking a liking to Sam's, uh, where Sam's going to be. Oh, out. yeah. I, I've heard that, too. So. Oh, no. <laughs> the great thing about the GPR program and stuff uh-huh. like that, you guys get diversity. You're going to see different oh, yeah. things, and you're going to see what you're going to gravitate to. So it's just an additional year. You got your doctor under your belt. You got your mm-hmm. doctorate, and you can go at it now. You don't really yeah. have as much supervision and stuff. So You're black belt now. Oh yeah! <laughs> I'll be getting my full-time black belt in a couple months. I can't nice. wait. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So yeah. Anyway, so thank you guys oh, once anyways. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. So uh, thank you so much for uh, answering a couple of our questions that we're probably going to have to think about in about a year again here, and uh, you know, other people that are actually listening to the podcast that are, you know, a little bit younger that maybe have to look into this in a year, or maybe even have to look into it right now. Uh, I, it might help them out. So thank you so much once again. Uh, and so if now talking to the viewers, if you are listening to this and you got this far, thank you so much. And we really appreciate all the support that you've been giving us. And if you like us, make sure that you like subscribe, whatever it is that your specific platform that you listen to this podcast on is uh, go ahead and do that. Rate us, 
uh, on whatever podcast platform you have too, especially I know Apple podcasts is really big on the ratings. So go ahead and give us, you know, a five star, whatever you want, but Ooh. preferably a five star on Apple. Buy you if you do. And Sam will buy everybody Chipotle. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any types of questions, things that you want us to talk about on the next podcast, go ahead and make sure that you either send those to us through Facebook or send them through email at well.articulated.podcast.com. And we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Dr. Krabba here, a.k.a. The Beast. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to follow and subscribe. And, of course, listen to us every Sunday when we have new releases. Thank you so much for being with us. And remember, brush your teeth, floss those teeth, and drink water after the sweets. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. Why, thank you, sir. Our podcast, Well Articulated, is a creation developed by professionals, dentists, and student dentists, which is an opinionated-based podcast for those interested in dental and general health issues, with storytelling and fun facts in between. This disclaimer covers the following entities, Chicago Dental Society, Illinois State Dental Society, University of Illinois Chicago, Midwestern University, and American Student Dental Association.